like you to put something into perspective, if you will. Think about this. The kids are gone. The wife is at work. And uh, I'm all alone at home. I could be doing whatever I please. For example, I could be finishing up some songs I haven't finished yet. You know? Could be tightening them up. I could be editing my Pulitzer Prize, Nobel Prize nominated unfinished novel that I still haven't fucking finished. I could be watching Netflix and scratching my butthole while eating some kind of salty snack. But no! Uh Uh-uh! I'm sitting in a dark room all by myself, talking to myself. But you're not by yourself, James. I'm here. I might as well be by myself, goddammit. I might as well. James, I don't think you realize how hurtful your words can be. Well, I don't think you realize how much of a fuck I give about your feelings. How many fucking times do I gotta make that abundantly clear? Did you mean to say abundantly, James? Yes, don't correct me, you fuck! Fine, you win this round. But the war's not over, goddammit. The war's not over. Hey everybody, this is James E. Poo, your fearless, sometimes disturbed leader. In the hour of danger, that's right, this is the Danger Hour podcast. The most dangerous podcast, this side of the mighty Mississippi. I tell you what, oh man, speaking of the mighty Mississippi and geography, I just realized something the other day. While I was on the uh, Podbean, that's the hosting site that I that I use here for this mighty show. I was tinkering around, snooping around, if you will, clicking on things, opening stuff that I didn't know what I was doing. And I clicked on something called statistics. And it tells me how many people listen and all that shit, which I don't believe is accurate. I think they're going to, as the pod, uh, the podcast hosting site, I think they're going to try to blow smoke up my ass to make it look like, oh, look how many people are listening to this show. I think it's a bunch of nonsense. And how can I ever prove anything? There's no way to know if the numbers that they tell me are true or uh, false. (laughs) That's good. True or what? Or what? Oh, false? Oh, great. But I was looking on there and uh, there's there's some thing you can click on. And it'll tell you who's listening in different parts of the world. Now, I don't have the fancy pants business package. So I can't see in great detail, but it shows me a a rough overview. This is a small list that I've seen. I didn't go into great detail because I'm far too lazy for that. But here's a, a list of countries that says the danger hour has reached. Like Like I said before, who knows if the numbers are accurate and who knows if this is accurate. Let me read you something. Besides the United States, of course. Uh, Denmark, Israel, Morocco, France, China, Japan, Great Britain, Germany, Canada. Uh, I think I'm forgetting a couple, but those are the ones I remembered. Can you believe that shit? I don't, I don't know people in those countries. (laughs) Uh, I know, uh, take it back. I know, uh, I know Raven out there in China. Shout out to Raven. But James... What is this Raven character doing in China? Uh, she's either she's either doing some spy work for the U.S. government, 
or she's teaching Chinese kids English. I can't be sure. I'll go with the second one, though. And I think that's it. I don't know anyone in Morocco. I can't even tell you where Morocco is because I'm stupid. Oh, James, don't be so hard on yourself. Just because you're being supportive of me does not mean I will overlook that you just said hard on. Guilty as charged, James. Guilty as charged. Uh, so yeah, uh, the danger hour is spreading. Spreading like my friend's butt cheeks here. James, what are you implying? Nothing. Nothing at all. We are, we are going global. All right. I'm going to get my army together of all my dangerlings, dangerinos, dangerinas, whatever you want to be called. We're going to gather and we're going to fight. But James, what are you going to fight for? I don't know yet, but we're going to fight for something. You'll see. So out there, all, any of you out there, if you are the one, did I say France? Did I skip France? Um, yeah, if, 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 you, if you are the person from the country that I just read, if you're the one individual that listens to this nonsense, American nonsense, I'd like you to drop me a line, if you wouldn't mind, please. You know, this is called, what's it called? <laughs> Networking, that's what it's called. See, if we start like talking and, you know, we might be chatting and stuff, we could be friends. And then when I go to, let's say, Morocco, hey, guess who's here to hang out at your place for free, you know? And then if you want to come here, you can stay with Lido. Everybody wins. So drop me a line. How do they do that, James? I thought you'd never ask. You do come in handy once in a while. But James... What about the times I help you wipe your butt? <laughs> so, the danger hour at yahoo.com. The danger hour at yahoo.com. If you're on the Facebooks, that's facebook.com slash the danger hour. You can find us anywhere. All you got to know is the danger hour. Twitter at the danger hour. Instagram at the danger hour. <laughs> Look, it's that easy. Oh, the free entertainment never ends. So yeah, hit me up, drop me a line. It'd be cool to chat with people from around the globe, globe, globe. So yeah, look at this and look at that. All right, let's move on. Uh, I recently found out, well, I kind of already thought it, but now I uh, have confirmation. I am a great father. I'm a wonderful father. James, you're not being very humble. It's not becoming of you. Are you going to sit here and judge every word that comes out of my mouth? Do you know that this is the danger hour? Do you know what that means? I, I'm sorry, James. No. You've already opened the fucking box. The danger hour means freedom. It's a place you can release all your inner feelings, thoughts, uh, ideas, all of it. There's no filters here. I can say whatever I want, as ignorant, as racist, and as retarded as it sounds. James saying retarded is offensive. I don't fucking care. You just missed the whole point. Retarded, retarded, retarded. Retarded. Okay, uh, what was I saying? Oh, I'm a great father. <laughs> the guy that just yelled retarded over and over. Uh, I'm sorry. That was mean. The first two retardeds were okay, but the last one just crossed the line. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm a great father because I realized uh, with this 
key moment in my life, this pivotal moment. Now, I called my wife today uh, because I had to ask her a question. What was the question, James? <clears throat> well, if you must know. It is a talk show. God damn it, don't get smart with me. So uh, I, I ordered this Batmobile Hot Wheel online on eBay. I'm new to eBay. Look at me embracing technology. <laughs> so uh, I bought this bat, this fucking cool Batmobile. I actually, I bought, I'll be honest with you, I bought two Batmobiles. One is the 1966, the Adam West, uh, Robin, that Batmobile. You know, the cool old school one. And then I bought 1989 Batmobile. They're uh, both the Hot Wheel size, you know. And they're they're both they just made them recently. They're not like you know they're not collectibles like that. Uh, so I open them because I want to play with them. <laughs> I don't want them sitting in a box, you know. I can look at it. I want to fuck around with them. They're pretty cool. I want to roll them around and shit. Um, <laughs> so that my kid, he's like. Daddy, I want to play with it. And it's like, don't you fucking touch my Batmobiles. These are not toys. <laughs> no, I'm like, you know what? I'll get you. I'll get you one of your own. And so he picked his own. It was a different style than these two. And uh, this motherfucker, well, I thought it was a guy I ordered it from. It hasn't come. It's been like four days. And so I, I checked my uh, tracking and it says it's at the post office. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? So I call my wife. She frequents the eBay establishment. Well, used to. So she's more familiar with this whole thing. So I'm like, hey, is this normal that it doesn't come to the house? It goes to the post office and it stays there and you got to pick it up? She goes, no, something was wrong. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the uh, post office before I come home. And she's like, okay, but I just want to tell you something. The kids aren't here. And I said, why? My sister picked them up. They take them to the movies and... She's going to take them to my parents' house, and they're going to keep them for three days because they're on spring break. And, blah, 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 blah. and I go, fuck. <laughs> what? What's the problem? I thought you'd be happy. And I go, no, I'm not happy. I want my kids with me. I want to spend time with them. And she's like, but I thought you, they're on, they're on vacation. So, you know, they want to go have fun. And I go, yeah, they're on vacation, which means I don't got to fucking help her with homework. We can just screw around all day. I can play with them. And I was like, God damn it. I don't like when they go over there. I want them to be home with me. Ah! <laughs> and while I'm talking, while I'm like, you know, I'm exaggerating. But uh, while I'm telling you this, I was like, wow, I'm very passionate about this. I really didn't want them. I wanted them. I wanted to see them. Then I realized how great of a father I was. Look at me. I'm so fucking wonderful. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I thought you'd like the uh, the time because you because I got I got a meeting after work uh, tomorrow. She's like, you got that meeting, so you're not gonna see them anyway. I'm like, yes, yeah, tomorrow. But today is a different day, all right. And you don't work the next day, and we can all hang out. But now it's not gonna happen. So uh, yeah, I got passionate. James, what's wrong with the kids going over to the grandparents' house? Well. It wasn't really about that. It was about that I wanted to see them. I don't know. I fucking, I, I don't like saying it, but I've, I've grown accustomed to them. I'm attached to them. You know, it's a sign of weakness that I care so much. I understand that, but I can't hide the feelings. It turns out I love my kids. Who knew? So, uh, but I do hate them going to grandparents' house for this reason. As a parent, if you have kids, 
And if you're a good parent, like I am, <laughs> you try to uh, you try to instill the good values. You try to raise them to be good people. You know, you try to uh, you know take them out of that spoiled brat bullshit. <clears throat> Ahem. Excuse me. And and you know you wanna you you try to do a, you're just like you're fucking chiseling away every day. You're just chiseling away, trying to create this sculpture, right? And uh, every day you're like growing. It, it, you know the the job's getting completed slowly but surely. So you know every day you're teaching them lessons and blah blah blah. And then they go to the grandparents' house, and there's no fucking rules. Everything is allowed. They can run around. They got an upstairs, so they go right run up the stairs, run there. Everything's fucking. Every room is accessible. There's no off limits. They can eat junk all fucking day. The grandpa's like, here, have soda. Have this. We don't give them soda. So here, have candy. Have chips. Have fucking cookies. Then they go to the, like, oh, let's go to the store. Let's get you. Let's go buy you stuff. It's like, god damn it. So it's like all my hard work just gets unraveled in like a few days. And they come back. And they are a little different. I mean, it's not like they totally lose everything I've been working on. Or my, my wife and I have been working on with them. But it doesn't, it doesn't help. But James, don't they deserve a break from your obvious Nazi parenting? Oh, look at you. <laughs> I see what you're saying. As a parent, I have to be all, I have to be hard on them. And I got to, you know, I got to be on their ass about homework and about cleaning their fucking room and all that stuff. And then, you know, I want to be the guy also like, hey, look at this. Try this new Candy, isn't it great? But no, they always beat me to it. They got to rain all over my fucking parade. <laughs> and then they come home and they're a little bit wilder. You know, a little bit uh, more anarchy in their veins. And uh, it just sets me back a little bit. Just a little bit. And anyways, that's enough of that. I'm just bitching. Look at me. Wow. <laughs> all I'm saying is they're ruining all the work I've been putting into it. All right. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like, uh, you know those Japanese gardens where they, it's just like dirt, but they rake it real nice, right? The rock gardens, and they got that nice dirt, and they have like the nice perfect fucking rake lines. And then it's like some asshole comes and runs through it, and it's like, God damn it. I just had it fucking nice and good, and now I got to rake it again. So yeah, stop fucking with my rock garden. James, I think you're overlooking the fact. Um, James, may I speak? I will allow it. I think you're overlooking the fact that it's their job. They're, they're grandparents. They're supposed to spoil the kids. And then when you have grandchildren of your own, you can have that joy. It's it's cycle of life, James. <laughs> you know what? You actually make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I guess I guess you are right. There's You know, there's nothing more I can say about it. I guess when I get the grandkids, I'm going to fucking spoil the shit out of them. Wow. For once, you, you serve a purpose. Look at you. You're welcome, James. <laughs> What'd you say about being humble? I'm sorry. You're right. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, everybody. Speaking of all you people in France and Morocco and uh, China, uh, maybe not China or Japan. I think they got hit recently. Uh, Great Britain, I'm looking at you. Canada, I'm looking at you too. I don't think you've been hit by earthquakes. But recently, California got hit by a pretty good one. Uh, it was centered in La Habra. That was the epicenter. 
I don't know if you're not familiar with La you're probably not. La Habra is fairly close to Disneyland, Anaheim. Uh, so there you go. It's next to the Brea Mall. And Brea is close to Fullerton, which is close to Anaheim. Anaheim! Uh, Disneyland, so, you know, close. So I'm like 10 miles from La Habra. And so I fucking felt that 5.1. We felt it pretty good. Me and my kids were sitting down watching a movie. And, you know, we're sitting perfectly still, so you feel it even more. And, uh, it's you know, it's uh, I think it was after 8 or something or 9. And we're just hanging out, relaxing. Then it starts, like, shaking, fucking rumbling. And then all of a sudden, you know, after like a few like a few seconds of that, the kids are alert. Then it gets violent, like a violent. And then it's like that split second I got like, oh, fuck. You know, is this going to be something like catastrophic? Because uh, it was pretty violent. I haven't felt an earthquake that violent since 1994's Northridge quake. And I was a youngster and I was in a bunk bed with my brother. And I jumped right out of the bed and stood in the doorway, as did everyone else in the house. And that shit was scary. That was like a 6.5, I think. And, uh, yeah, but this one, I mean, that one did some damage. So uh, this one, I guess, didn't do too much damage. I think it broke some water mains and shit. But what I don't like, what I don't fucking like is these people that are talking shit. And my wife is one of them, all right? Now, it, it tears me apart that she's one of them. These people that discredit everybody. Why are you complaining about earthquakes? They're not that bad. At least it's not tornadoes. At least it's not hurricanes. At least it's not tsunamis. I was like, all right, all right, all right. That's a bullshit logic, okay? Doesn't mean because it's not a tornado. Yes, they are worse. Hurricanes, yes, they are worse. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe, I don't know. If you get a good fucking sized earthquake, that's pretty goddamn scary. I'm just saying, don't discredit them just because they're not as bad as, an, as a tornado doesn't mean they're not scary. She's like, they're not scary. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Especially from the mind of a kid. My kids haven't experienced anything like that before. So naturally, they're terrified. Naturally, because it's like a, it's like a, it's like a catastrophic fucking godly experience. You know, the, the, the ground is shaking. What is that shit? It's scary. It's naturally scary, all right? If you're an Indian way back when, and, and you're just living on the lands, growing corn and shitting in the fucking forest, and the earth starts shaking, you bet your ass it's going to scare the shit, no pun intended, out of you. And you're going to be like, oh, what do we do to, to upset the spirits? You know, it's going to be a big deal. I couldn't imagine as an Indian looking at... Uh, like on the planes, looking at tornadoes coming down. Jesus, can you imagine that shit? You're just some fucking, you're wearing a, uh, what do you call that? Like, <laughs> like a deer skin flap, like a chamois. You're wearing that to hide your junk. You're just walking around, minding your own business, like picking berries and shit. Or whatever they do, I don't know. Trying to look at the buffalo. And all of a sudden, this fucking twister touches down and starts ripping the ground apart. God damn, that's... That's a whole different story, but I mean, I'm just saying. I'm trying to put it in, in a perspective here. So uh, don't downplay earthquakes, all right? They're fucking scary, too. I was looking at footage of the Northridge quake because I was younger, and I don't, I don't, I remember watching the footage on TV. I just wanted to uh, look at it again. And yeah, the freeways collapsed, or the, I mean, the over, what do you call them? The freeways that are up in the air, they, they broke, fall down to the ground. 
fucking uh, apartment buildings, like one floor will fall on top of the other floor. I think they said like thousands of people died. Uh, the, the gas lines snap. Fires start fucking happening. Show neighborhoods on fire. The uh, water mains snap. Everything's flooding. This shit could be a catastrophic event, like apocalyptic style. If there's a big fucking earthquake in the, in the middle of L.A. or something, you know, and everything gets broken to shit, you better fucking believe it's scary. Oh, don't be scared. It's just an earthquake. Oh, the ground shook. Big deal. <laughs> yeah, most of the time it is. I'm just saying. Don't be talking shit to those people. They got a good goddamn right to be scared. So, uh, yeah, can you imagine that shit? If if uh, a big one hit L.A. and all the uh, like the water, the water mains all broke and all that shit, you know, you wouldn't have any. I don't know. I don't really know how that works. I heard someone say the water shortage, and I think they said that in Northridge that they had. You know, I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's right out of my ass. Right out of my ass. <laughs> Let's move on. Will we? Oh no, you know what? So I'm sitting with the kids, and they had that. Uh, we had the big one, the big one, the five point one. And so there was like, I think they said over a hundred aftershocks, right? So every once in a while, there'd be a good size one that you'd feel. The rest of them are kind of like, you know, you barely felt them. But my kid was kind of freaked. Like every time you'd hear the windows rattle, she'd be like, oh! and she'd be freaking out. And I would try to, you know, ah, it's fine. It's cool. Don't worry about it. No big deal. And so uh, trying to, you know, calm her nerves. And after a while, it got later and it's like, all right. Go ahead and brush your teeth and go pee because you have to go to bed soon. Oh, daddy, come with me. Come with me. I'm scared. Like, there's nothing to be scared about. It's like, I'm pretty sure it's, they're over with, you know? It's been a while. I think, I think they're done. Okay. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. As soon as she goes to the bathroom, she, I hear the door close. There's like a three point something. <laughs> and then I don't hear anything in the bathroom. It's dead silent. And I wait like, like a couple minutes. I'm like, maybe I just don't hear her. Maybe she's like taking a shit or something, you know, so I'm like waiting it out. So a few minutes pass, I hear nothing. Like, I'm, I tell me like a good three minutes pass. I hear dead silence. And I'm like, oh, I go, uh, Jasmine, what? And I go, what are you doing? Come here. I walk in the bathroom and she's fucking, God, I felt so terrible. She's, she's between the sink and the wall. There's like a small space and she's crouched down there and she has this terrified look on her face. And I, I felt so fucking terrible because I'm the one that told her. Oh, they're they're over with. There's nothing to be scared of. They're not gonna happen again. Oh, I felt so bad. I felt like a big dickhead. But uh, yeah, that's what we gotta deal with here in California. All we have is paradise and uh, <laughs> no rain. Beautiful weather, 360 days out of the year, and we have an occasional earthquake. Do not pity us. And we got beautiful women walking around half naked so uh you know what second thought i sound like a big bitch now we haven't made that's all we gotta worry about potential catastrophic earth shaking no big deal all right let's move on uh oh this week in root beer everyone yay james my favorite segment no it's not no one likes this segment that's why i do it all right this week's root beer root beer i'm featuring bargs Look, I'm getting another name brand, finally. And I'm not impressed with this one. Nope. It's made by the Coca-Cola company. That might tell you something. <laughs> no, that doesn't even say anything. I like Coke. Um, yeah, it's just like, 
it's like there's not enough root beer flavor. It's just kind of tastes more like a like a Coke. Yeah, let me let me have another drink real quick. Hold on. Yeah, it's just it's it's pretty it's like really easily drinkable, but there's like no personality to it. It's just you know what it's like. It's like a it's like a like a like a beer where you just just it's more like quantity over quality. You know, just like oh, this is this is fine. This will serve the purpose, but it's nothing you want to sit down and enjoy. Not like A and W. So yeah, Bargs, and it's the uh, it's it has caffeine. Ooh, not very impressed with this one. So I know In and Out carries it, but I hardly ever drink that one. In and Out, I prefer Dr Pepper if I'm not drinking water. Just so you know, my In and Out habits. All right, fuck it, I'm done with that. That was a horrible this week in root beer. Uh, what, what can I tell you? All right, let's move on to something I like to call Stranger Danger. All right, thanks, Jim Morrison. That was lovely. Uh, Stranger Danger is basically a segment in which I lump together a bunch of non-related stories because uh, there's no other way to relate them. (laughs) They might be weird, they might be strange, or they might be just the way I lump shit together. You'll never know, and it doesn't matter, honestly. In the long run, in the big, great, grand scheme of things, it doesn't fucking matter. Nothing really does. Okay, uh, oh, here's one for all you Hollywood people. Gwyneth Paltrow and her husband, Chris Martin, the guy that sings in Coldplay. James, who's Coldplay? You know who Coldplay is. Uh, Let's see. Why don't you sing me one of their songs? I'm trying to think of one of their songs. Uh, What's a Coldplay song? Uh, It was all yellow. That sounded like a horrible Bob Dylan impression, James. You're right. Uh, I, I dreamed it and it and it and you <laughs> and all the things you do. It was all yellow. Uh, yeah, that that yeah that band. You know that band. So uh, <laughs> so yeah, they're splitting up, and I guess they had this idea. Where it's like, well, we're gonna we're gonna have a breakup moon instead of a honeymoon. <laughs> so you go on a vacation together. I guess it's like like a way of saying goodbye, like a last vacation, or is it a w- possibly a way to see if you can rekindle some kind of romantic flame? But yeah, so they did that. So let me guess, because they did it, other people will do it. Let's try a breakup moon and see if we can work this out. Let's go somewhere tropical and nice and expensive. <laughs> Just another way you women get your hooks in the guys. You know what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, what's going to happen to poor little Apple? I wonder if that's why they got divorced because that stupid fucking name. He's probably like, I don't know why I let you pick that name Apple for our daughter. It's a horrible name. I'm going to write a song about it. Oh, that was a bad accent. Anyway, enough of them. So uh, next one, counting sheep. Have you ever tried this? I always thought it was a joke. And the other night I was tossing and turning because I had a cup of coffee a little bit too late in the day. <laughs> I sound like a kid. 
Did you have coffee too late in the day? Yes. That's why you can't sleep. I know. What did you learn? <laughs> so uh, I'm like tossing and turning. It's like, God, I can't sleep. And then my wife is kind of awake. I go to bed earlier than her. I try to because I wake up early. And uh, she's laying there like scrolling through her fucking phone. And I'm like, ugh, I can't sleep. Try counting sheep. It's like, that really works. It works for me sometimes. I'm like, all right. So I'm, I'm counting sheep, right? And it's like, a, I imagine it's a hill. And there's like a little, there's a little fence on the, on the top of the hill. You know, green hill. Nice little wooden fence. And I see these little sheep. They each, they each go, they take like a little hop. And they just spring right over the fence. And they go, each time they jump over the fence. And they're smiling at me. They got cute little smiles. There's even some, some of them are black sheeps too. Little black fur. And each one jumps over the fence. I'm not fucking around. I got to three. And then I don't remember. I, I remember waking up. And I was like, holy fuck, it does work. I've never tried it in my life. Do you try that? <laughs> so yeah, I got, I got as far as three. And then uh, the other night, or sorry, and then the, in the morning, the kids came in on my day off. And they woke me up because they wake up early as fuck. And it's like, ugh, trying to sleep in a bit. And then my wife is already awake. She's like getting ready to go to work. And it's like, fucking A, let me try to count sheep. <laughs> so I'm counting sheep. And I get to like five or six. And I'm like, all right. And then I get to seven, eight. It's like, this shit isn't working. And then I wake up again like an hour later. And I'm like, fucking A, it did work. So counting sheep, everybody, it works. You should try it. All right, next up. Oh, I have this idea. And I thought about it while I was at work. And I was tired as fuck. And I was working. You know that when you kind of like zone out while you're working? And you just like, you just, your brain shuts off and you're on autopilot. I was like, damn it. This would be fucking cool if there was like a, like a technology that would somehow, they hook it up to you, to your body, like electronics somehow. And then you can set your brain like if you got to go to something and you don't need to use your brain's full potential, like you just got to sit down somewhere and fucking, okay, let's say you're waiting like for your car to be washed, right? It's going to be like a half hour is a long line, that kind of shit. And you're just fucking sitting there. You're not doing anything. And uh, you just fucking, you turn, your, you turn your brain on like 60%. So while your brain's on 60%, you're just sitting there. You can like listen to music. You don't got to focus for that, right? And so, uh, or listen to a podcast. <clears throat> so you put your brain on 60%. So while it's on that 60%, it's kind of like recharging your body. And basically in the long run, it'll eliminate the need for sleep. What do you think about that shit, huh? You know what I'm talking about? So if you're at work and let's say you're just doing, let's say your work, you don't really have to be paying attention a whole lot. You can put your shit like an 85%. And while you're there that whole eight hours, that extra 15% that you're on reserve, it's like a charging. So it's like that is generating power. So later on, you don't got to fucking sleep. Huh? Would you be down for that? That sounds cool as fuck to me. Do you know how much more you can get accomplished if you didn't have to sleep? I mean, we all enjoy our sleep. It's because we need it. But let's say we didn't need it. I would be down. And uh, you heard it here, here. You, hold on. I can do it. You heard it here first, folks. And uh, I know probably some of you were thinking at the middle, in the beginning of that, this sounds like you ripped off Click. 
hey, you know what? But fuck you and fuck Adam Sandler because it wasn't a recharging aspect. He just skipped past the bullshit, all right? So there you go. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, next up. Oh, there. it turns out, I never knew this was a real thing. I thought that pretty much it was all, uh, you know, it wasn't a thing. It was a thing of the past. Did you know that there's still tribes out in the fucking wild that have not been, they don't know about civilization yet? You know about this? Apparently there's a tribe in South America somewhere and they're like, you know, running around throwing spears and shit, blowing darts and uh, they got like the, the makeup on their face and, and, and the deer skin covering their junk, the chamois. And uh, they're running around and shit, you know, barefoot. They live in huts. And in the middle of the jungle, and they don't, they're, they're none the wiser, apparently. And so uh, there's this dude. I've seen this video on YouTube or something. This, this guy's trying to, like, fight for them because the local government for that country, whatever the fuck it is, is, like, uh, enabling some kind of, like, deforestation, or, like, logging. They're going to cut down trees. And this guy's like, no, you can't do it. There's a, there's a group of people out there living in the bushes and uh you're gonna ruin their life they're like yeah fuck you man that shit's not yeah you're full of it there's no way there's people out there living like that everyone is normal and uh <laughs> and everyone's got iphones and the guy's like no i can prove it oh yeah well, why don't you prove it then well someday i'll get vid- video and that'll be proof I'm like all right well until that day you can go fuck yourself so this dude was like flying around in a, in a plane <laughs> And he captures footage of them. And they're all like, it looks like they're freaking out. Like, what the fuck is that up there in the sky? You know? Is it some kind of like godlike creature? You know? And uh, so there you have it. There's video of this. They call it uncontacted tribe in South America. And so I don't know whatever became of them. I don't know if they got saved. You know, and they have like a preserved wildlife. <laughs> Not to fuck with them. But apparently the guy was saying that... Uh, if they come in contact with normal society, that the common colds could just fucking wipe all of them out because they're not immune to it. They don't got the bugs that we got. Crazy shit, huh? Look at that. Strange? Hmm. <laughs> Next up. Oh, this is a sad one, boys and girls. This is no good. There's this asshole. He's a father uh, from Delaware. And he's among the 1% wealthy in this country, all right? One of those guys. Old money. He just got, uh, he was in court over these accounts of raping his own kids. I think it was mostly for his daughter, who happens to be like three. Yes, yes, I know. Pull off his dick, let him get raped all day long in jail. Ugh. Full of black men. So, I'm sorry. I'm burping a lot. It says fucking Bargs. Didn't like the foul words I said about it. It's coming back to me. So, uh, yeah. He wound up. It's a three-year-old daughter he has. And, you know, they, they give some details. He, he wound up getting charged for fourth-degree child rape or something like that. Where he, like, he, oh, man. He... Threw his fingers inside of his little girl, dude. And, and he was jerking himself. Ugh. And he was, you know, going to town on her. And then he started, he was fucking with the little boy somehow. I don't know what he did to him. But, uh, so the wife was all, you know, the ex-wife. Was pissed off and wanted his, wanted his ass nailed to the wall. 
And he wound up getting the, he hired the top law firm and he fucking got off. No jail time, zero jail time. Normally, um, they would have, like a normal person would have got like a minimum, like 10 years, right? This motherfucker gets off. And there's a woman judge. Can you believe this? You would think a woman judge would be harder on this kind of person. But no. It just goes to show you. Just like the shit I talked about in the other podcast a few episodes ago. The fucking legal system is crooked and it's disgusting. If you got the money, you can get off. I know what's going on, dude. It has to be. It has to be. These motherfuckers are hiring these outrageously priced attorneys. And the attorneys are giving the judges a kickback. Like, hey, you know, just give them some fucking, give them probation. Don't give them no jail time. Here, here's like a couple million. Okay, okay, I'll do that. You know, it's got to be that way. It's fucking got to be. It's got to be. Crooked ass, disgusting bullshit. You got the money. You can get off. All right, let's let's uh let's end this up with. Hold on, my wife's texting me. Oh, she just got off work and she's gonna bring me some food. Look at that. That's true love, everybody. True love. I know I make her sound like a <laughs> I make her sound like a crazy naggy bitch, but uh, you know, that's just like the character on the show. And you know she's even like called me out on that. She's like, Why do you make me sound like that on the show? <laughs> And I go, it's just a character everyone gets. I'm just trying to be a fucking dick. I'm trying to be funny. They know you're not really like that. Well, you don't know that. Some people probably think I'd sound like that. <laughs> anyway, I love my wife. Look, she's bringing me food. We're going to spend time together. Look at us. Romantic and shit. We're going to watch probably an episode of The Bates Motel. Oh, I love that shit. I'm dark and twisted. All right, so uh, here we go. Let me finish up the Stranger Danger with the last one. Uh, I, I recently created a, a brand new term. I'll tell you why. It all came to be one day in the bathroom. That's right. <laughs> one morning. No, I'll take it back. It was the afternoon. I was here. Oh, it was actually my daughter's birthday. We got together with the family. We had some food. And then I had to take a shit. So I went right in the bathroom. And the shit was not nice. It required... Uh, a good amount of cleaning up, if you get if you catch my drift. And after all the cleaning, and after my hand washing, uh, I turn, I, I dry my hands, I turn to leave the bathroom, and all of a sudden, I got to go again. I didn't even step foot out of the bathroom. I was like, fuck, I got to go again. I sit right back down, and I said, there's got to be a term for this. If any of you have ever experienced this, where you take a shit, you spend the time cleaning your ass, you wash your hands, you dry your hands, you're about to leave, and lo and behold, you got to take another shit. The term is now deja poo. Oh, boy, immediate classic. I'm having the t-shirts made immediately. It's copyrighted slash danger righted. And go fuck yourself if you're going to steal it from me. Deja poo, everybody. If you take another shit immediately after the first one. Deja poo. And this has been... Stranger Danger. All right. Now let's keep it moving. Let's keep moving along. I got some Danger movie picks for you. All right. These are movies that I enjoy or TV shows that I enjoy. 
or I did enjoy, or I currently do enjoy, and I think you should get on board. I'm doing you a public service. I'm doing you a favor, right? I'm doing you a favor. I'm, I'm going through all the bullshit and all the nonsense, and, I, and I'm telling you about the ones you should probably be watching. Okay, speaking of, I just mentioned it, but uh, I w- it wasn't on my list here, but hey, it's on my mind. Bates Motel. I like it. It's taking the classic psycho story of Norman Bates, the guy that runs a motel. And uh, you know the whole story. And if you haven't seen that movie, you should watch it. And once you're done watching it, you know, it's a, cla- it's a classic movie. It's old. It probably doesn't hold up as much as it should. Maybe it fucking does. I don't know. It's been a while. But, uh, you know, classic horror movie. Movie still fucks me to this day. That's the one that still makes me. It requires me to look behind a shower curtain if I go to someone's house. I gotta, and I use the bathroom, I got to look in the shower. There's a curtain there. Because, uh, well, it's, just, it's in my head. After watching that movie, it's stuck in my head. You know what I'm talking about. You know the scene. You know what I'm talking about. And so, uh, yeah, Bates Motel is a prequel. I don't like prequels. They're fucking gay. I know. But this is pretty cool. I like it. It takes place with him as a, as a youngster. His mother is, uh, you know, in her probably late 30s, early 40s, early 40s, maybe. I don't know. And they're opening the motel. And they just moved to that city. And it's pretty fucking cool. I like it. I like it. So check that one out on Netflix. Uh, the first season's on there. You can also watch, uh, let's see. Oh, speaking of TV, let me just, let's just get to the TV shows, the TV shows real quick. Um, there's another one called The Returned. This show is fucking awesome. Okay. You might not like it. Let me give you the red flag alert. Hold on. It's a French show. It's in French. Shout out to France. So you got to read subtitles if you don't know the language which I'm sure you don't, unless you're the France listener. So, you do got to read the subtitles, but it's not, it's not that bad. It's, it's, it's fine. Great fucking actors. Cool premise. I'm not going to blow anything for you. I'll just say that it's in a town in France, and a few people that have died years ago, all of a sudden are walking around, and then... Uh, they're exactly who they were when they died. And so it's a big mystery. And it's fucking cool as shit. And the music is done by a band called Mogwai. And the music is fucking awesome. God damn it. It's a good show. If you like dark fucking... <laughs> I know, dude. I know. If you like the dark, twisted stuff, you know, it's not that crazy. But, you know, it's a good, it's a good strong fucking show. Solid. And the characters are awesome. And the acting is fucking top notch. It's, it's, it'll hook you. It's great. I highly recommend it. That's been my favorite, one of my favorites. And uh, the first season's on Netflix. I think they're filming the next one right now. So it'll be a while, but, but uh, get on that. Uh, next up, let's see. Uh, boy. Oh, boy. What other TV show did we watch? Oh, uh, you can check out uh, Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. And that dude that played The Hobbit. That's, pretty, that's a pretty solid show. Pretty good. Good, uh, yeah. Pretty good show. I'm just going to say that. Each episode is an hour and a half. So it's like watching a movie. And there's three of them per season. So take a look at that. All right. Movies. First one. We just saw this one last night. It's a mind fuck of a movie. All right. If you like those kind of movies, the ones that are going to really mess with your head and make you think, um, 
it'll make you do that. It stars Jared Leto. It's available on Netflix. It just got added recently. It's called Mr. Nobody. Now, I will not give anything away for this movie except I will say this because I don't like that shit. If you are a new listener or you don't hear too many of these shows, I'm a strong, strong advocate for never blowing fucking movies for people. I hate that. I like going, I like the experience to be where you watch it. You don't know anything about the movie. You're going into it blind and you just go from there because your expectations, there's none because you have no idea what's going on. I love that. So if there's, if there's like a movie I really want to see, if I know there's an actor in it, if I, if I hear the director or the premise, like, oh, that sounds fucking cool. Or I see like a snippet. I don't want, I don't like watching the previews and uh, I like respecting that. I fucking hate the people that go on there and they blow the ending of the movie for you. Or they say some shit that's going to ruin the experience. So I don't do that. But there's something uh, that I took away from this movie that's pretty fucking cool. So they introduced this. I never really heard of it, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, you heard of the Big Bang. So in this movie, they introduced this uh, theory of the Big Crunch. Basically, the universe after the Big Bang has been expanding just like you would see a bomb, right? An atomic bomb. You know, they're all, you've seen the footage before. It blows. There's like a sonic boom. There's a wave that spreads out and it, it just spreads like a big circle. And then all of a sudden, it sucks back towards itself and then it goes up into the mushroom cloud, correct? Yes, James. Thank you. So the universe, in essence, is doing the same thing. The Big Bang, it's exploding and it's expanding. It's been expanding, but at some point, it's going to cease to expand and start contracting on itself. And at that point, there's some astrophysicist, I believe, that say time will start to reverse. Can you fucking imagine that? So at some point, the universe... Hold on, think about it. At some point, the universe will stop expanding and just like, whoop, it's as far as it's going to go. Then it's going to start sucking back into itself. And there's like a whole bunch of theories how is time going to be affected by that? And uh, there's, you know, that theory is that time will start reversing. Fucking crazy concept. Wild shit. And uh, I've also read something that the universe will collapse on itself. <laughs> and possibly create another new bang in a whole new universe or a whole new makeup of the universe. Crazy fucking shit over all of our heads, probably. If you're smart and you're not listening to this show. So uh, that movie will fuck your head. But uh, it's it's entertaining, it's different, it's visually stunning, all that shit, good acting. So uh, check that one out. Uh, and last but not least, my dad hounded me to watch this movie. And my dad has a horrible taste, so <laughs> I wasn't quick to get on it. But he kept asking me, he kept asking me, and I was going to see him. I was gonna, he wanted me to come over and he was going to pay me to do some work at his house. And so uh, he's like, hey, watch the movie before you come over. I want to talk to you about it. Arrgh! It's about a musician. So I'm like, all right. All right, I'll watch it. The musician part sparked my attention. I was like, all right, cool. It's called Searching for Sugar Man. Now, I know you probably are all like, oh, boy, that's old. What's the matter with you? You barely watching it? I think it's like three or four years old. And uh, it won the Academy Award for Best Documentary, I believe. And God fucking damn, is it a great movie. Great movie. I'm telling you, I highly recommend that one. I was able to watch the whole movie on YouTube, but since then, when I try to show other people, 
somehow they took the link down. Fucking A. But uh, I found another version. It's got subtitles. It's all in English, but it's for different countries. So it's got uh, it's got subtitles at the bottom. And uh, the audio quality is not as good. But if you don't care, if you just want to watch it for free, there you go. But if you can find it in HD quality, that's the way I'd recommend going. I'll post a link on the Danger Hour at the Facebook.com slash the Danger Hour. The direct link to the YouTube. But sit there, focus, dude. Pay attention. Put on some good headphones. Go to your computer. Uh, if you don't have good headphones or whatever, just put on your, just get a good sound system, all right? <laughs> or put a good set of sp- uh, headphones on and, and really pay attention. Get into it. Let yourself get into it. And it's a great fucking story. It's a remarkable story. And uh, Jesus Christ, you got to watch that one. It's fucking cool as shit. So uh, searching for sugar. If you're a musician, if you love music, you know, you'll dig the shit out of it. If you love movies, you love a great fucking story, you'll dig it. If you love both, you can't lose. <laughs> Please, watch it. I'm begging you, watch that movie. You will, uh, it, it'll make you a better person for it. There you go. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to play a, a clip. I'm going to tell you real quick. It's not going to ruin anything about it. It's basically about this artist that was out in the 60s, I believe, and considered a fucking great artist at that time but were just overlooked and no one's ever heard of him and so they they there's they there's all kinds of rumors about what happened to him all kinds of rumors about how he died and shit and this dude tracks down the true story that's what it's about so they play his music throughout and i never heard of him let me play a, a like a, just a quick clip of one of his songs that i fucking love you might not like it. It might not be your style. It's like old folk music, um, but it's fucking awesome. Now check this out real quick. Cause I lost my job two weeks before Christmas. And I talked to Jesus at the sewer And the Pope said it was none of his goddamn business While the rain drank champagne My Estonian archangel came and got me wasted Cause the sweetest kiss I ever got is the one I've never tasted. Come on. Come on. But they'll take. Come on. Please. Fuck out of here. You'll, you'll, you'll love it. <laughs> take my word for it. All right. Let's move on, baby dolls. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. So this is something I'm saving for the end because this goes out to specific people. All right. If you want to skip past the next few minutes, you're more than welcome to do so, because this is not for all of you. This is for Peterson and Leto. That's right. Eric Peterson of the Ned Files podcast and Miguel Lido Ramirez from the Danger Hour fame. <laughs> now, I've been doing this. The, I, I was on the Ned Files podcast, and I asked Peterson about his darkness. It's an ongoing joke between me, him, and Lido about my darkness that... <laughs> 
They say I'm so dark. I love to watch Coraline. And there's a big joke about it all the time, right? And so uh, then Peterson came on this show a few episodes back. And it's called the, the episode's called Some in the Darkness. And because I asked him about if he had any darkness. And so we got into it. And they pretty much, since then, on the internet, on the interwebs, they've been talking shit about me, about how I have no fucking right to say I have darkness because I'm not like them coming from broken homes and their parents splitting up and, uh, you know, that whole deal. So why are you dark? Your parents are both, are your parents love you and they're still together. You have no right to have darkness. And it's like, all right, fuck you guys. All right. That's not, that's not the only place it comes from. And I, I've, I was, I've been telling Peter some, some shit like, you know, it comes from other places. And he's like, oh, yeah, where? And so I told him, I gave him my word that I would let him know the origin of my darkness. All right. The whole story about why I have darkness. <laughs> so here it goes, you fucking assholes. I'll break it down for you right now. But first, let me start by saying I'm not trying to whine or complain. That's not what this segment is about. It's about educating these two assholes. <laughs> so uh, I know a lot of people have had uh, a lot of these same experiences that I'm going to mention. But, uh, you know, here it is. All right. This, this, is, this is your, your friend Danger. This is, this is what defines his darkness today. This is, this is the guy you see before you for these reasons. So, uh, so, yeah, my parents were very loving, very supportive, always around, all that shit, right? My dad worked graveyard forever, so I didn't really see him as much as I wanted to. He, he was asleep most of the time during the day. Hardly saw the guy. On the weekends, I saw him, you know. We'd do stuff, but I'd rather, I'd rather I wish I would have seen him more. So, uh, <laughs> but besides that, I lived, we all lived with my grandparents because this thing happened where my dad got fucked over. That's a whole different story, but he had this, this good paying job and stuff, but he got fucked over by some other dude. And he wound up losing his job. And uh, they had to move back with, the, with, with my father's parents. So I grew up there. And that was, like, <clears throat> that was like the epicenter of the family. Everyone was there all the time. And my, I saw like an uncle and aunt that lived there. And another uncle and aunt were always fucking there. And actually my, my cousin Peter, <gasps> monkey, his family was always there. It was like everyone was always around. So I grew up. Like surrounded by adults who were always telling me what not to do all the time. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Constantly. And so this is the basis for my fucking problem with authority, my authority complex that I have. Because I was, you know, yeah, you complain about not having your fucking parents. Oh, my parents are order they were together. I had like I had like six parents, dude. And that might sound great, but and in, in, you know it was in in a sense. But at, at the same time, having that many people like don't do that, stay away from there, don't touch that, duh, 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 duh. you know, it was a fucking mess. And then my grandfather, you know, cool fucking guy. As he got older, he mellowed out. But when he was working, he would come home from construction work, and he'd be <laughs> not in the best mood. And we were just kids trying to fuck around. And his big thing that he always said, his his go to. Stay off the grass! Get off the grass! You're gonna kill the grass! Don't touch my plants! Get away from the grass! <laughs> Imagine that, man. Imagine being a kid 
just trying to, you know, you're home. All you want to do is out and just play outside. And you got some old lunatic yelling at you to get off the grass because you're going to kill it. That's what I had to deal with. So it was like, there's more anger there. Like, God, you can't even be a fucking kid. You know? And so we, a lot of times we just left. We went to like, uh, there was a school district nearby that had an open field. And we threw the football around. But we go to the park. We were fucking always on our bikes out doing shit. But uh, so yeah, that's one aspect. Just growing up around a bunch of fucking adults always telling me what to do, what not to do. And uh, yeah. So next up. To add to that, I grew up in a what you would call a bad neighborhood. It wasn't crazy bad. Uh, apparently, it was pretty fucking bad when my when my father was a kid. And what I mean by bad is there was you know it was a heavy gang gang member fucking influenced. It was an old school neighborhood. Um, my grandfather moved in when he was I don't know the age, but he bought the house in '57, I believe. And so he's been there. He was there ever since. And so he was, you know, literally grandfathered into the fucking neighborhood. And no one ever messed with us because, you know, we were we were the old blood of the neighborhood. And, you know, everyone knew who the family was. Nobody fucked around with us. Nevertheless, there was still a shitload of fucking cholos. And uh, like I said, when my dad was younger, there was like drive-bys and shit like that. There was like a couple when I was a kid, but uh, it wasn't as crazy. But still, you saw it all the time. The bald heads. The wife beaters, the white t-shirts, you know what I mean? The fucking dickies. The, uh, you saw the whole deal. All the drugs. Uh, you saw guns. You know, people flashed the weapons and shit. They were, you know, the whole deal. And they were all over the neighborhood. Especially the main family was right across the street from me. So I saw this all the time. That fueled my anger. Like, oh, I just hated seeing them. I fucking thought they were retarded. All, all those guys. All the gang members. And uh, you'd go. I go down the street to my cousin Peter's house, <gasps> Monkey, and there was another gang neighborhood, uh, gang house down there that they all hung out at. And uh, it was just, uh, I hated it. I fucking hated the neighborhood. And uh, so then I go to school, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of idiots. Now, look, this is going to make me sound like I'm really up my own ass, but this is the truth, okay? Take your fucking leave it. Uh, I, you know, I was a smart kid. I was pretty fucking smart. All right? I was always on honor roll. I was in the gate program. Oh! And uh, I was just surrounded by a lot of idiots. And that shit is very frustrating. And it does create a lot of frustration and a lot of fucking anger being surrounded by a bunch of assholes all the time. And uh, just uh, just seeing a bunch of idiots all, the, all fucking every day. And the shit they would do and the shit they would say, it's like, oh, shut up. And, you know, you see gangsters in school too and the whole fucking thing. But there, there really is something frustrating about being surrounded by people of, lo- of lesser intelligence, okay? Now, I know how fucking, oh, my God, listen to this guy. I know how that sounds, but it's true. I'm telling you. It just takes its toll. It, 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 it makes this like anger inside of you, all that this fucking rage, like, ugh. So then go to like high school years and same things, bunch of fucking fucktards and douchebags, you know? Then there's the whole like, the, you know, the different uh, classes of people in school and there's the different uh, cliques and all that. And it's like, that's annoying. The whole thing just annoyed me, everything. 
trying to look trendy, trying to fucking be cool. Who had the coolest shoes? Like the whole brand name bullshit. You know, oh, oh, he has K-Swiss. It's fucking cool. Oh, he's got fucking this and that. Oh, uh. and the big the big brands like Nautica was a big fucking thing. Oh, man, he's wearing a Nautica shirt. It's cool. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. And uh, everyone bought into it. And it was like, Jesus Christ. And, and it, made just, it made me more and more angry. And everybody tried to be cool this fucking school. You know the whole thing. Try to be cool. And it's like, I would look at these idiots. And, you know, they had the, they had the right haircut. They had the fucking, uh, you know, the right puka shell necklace on. <laughs> they had the K-Swiss. They had the whole thing going. Their, uh, their Nautica shirt on. And it's like, really? And then the girls fell for it. You know, it's like, oh my god! It's look at look at the clothes he's wearing. You'd hear all that shit. Look at the car he's driving. I mean, that's you know, that's that's always been the same. But the fact that, and uh, you know, I, I might sound like I'm a little bitch, but I was never really trying to go out with the girls. It's not like I was jealous like that. It was just, I would just get fucking angry. Like, really, you're falling for this stupid fuck? He, he's a moron. But because he's wearing these specific clothes and his hair's cut a certain way. And, uh, you know, it, it works. That's this working for you. Oh, he's so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just, ah, man. Hearing myself, I sound like a big bitch. But uh, honestly, I hated all of it. I hated all of it. The the, the different classes of, of fucking people and the cliques and all that shit. It's like, oh, girl, fuck you. Uh, it, it just got very annoying. So also in my high school years, uh, I was down the street. I was uh, hanging out with some friend who lived across from Peter. <gasps> this kid uh, is is running by, and my buddy's like, hey, what happened? And he says that his cousin was shot. His cousin happened to be a very good friend of mine growing up. And so it's like, what? And, you know, we're on bikes back then. So I just hopped on my bike, and I followed the fucking the speeding cars of his family. And uh, it wound up being, like, not even a mile away. And I, I get there, and there's my one of my closest childhood friends lying there uh, dead. And, and this guy, they've got like the, the, uh, the tarpy type thing covering his body, but you can see like the top of his head, and you can see his shoes. And it's like, fuck. And, and guess, who, guess who shot him? And he, you know, he, he mixed up with the wrong crowd. You know, he started hanging out with the fucking cholo type dudes he you know he looked like a cholo that's why we we lost touch but uh you know and he pretty much got shot by some fucking i think he's like a 13 12 year old kid trying to get into another gang so that was the, the initiation fucking get in you got to kill someone to get in and my my uh my buddy just happened to be there and actually he was with another friend my next door neighbor who grew up with me they were together, same deal. They were hanging out with the wrong crowd. I didn't talk to him anymore, really. But he was there and he saw the whole thing. So that was a big fucking deal. All right. And, uh, you know, going to his funeral and his mother. I'll never, you know, you know, there's different things in your life you'll never forget. You know, they're always with you. And you're always stuck in your head. I'll never forget I was at the funeral. And you go through the line to, to give your condolences to the family, right? And I go up to the mother and he, she fucking grabs me and just squeezes me. And she's crying hysterically. Like when, right when she sees me, like I'm just tied to all these memories of her kid. Like when she sees me, she sees her kid. There's no way around it. 
to the fact where they had to move because she couldn't stand looking at, you know, the family or she couldn't even fucking stand looking at me because it just made her think of her son. And uh, anyway, so we're, she squeezes me and she's like crying. And then she's like, I wish she was still at your house playing. That's all she fucking said to me. But that's something I'll never, I'll never, I'll never forget that. Oh, that was a rough, that was a rough one. And uh, yeah, so there you go. More to add to the darkness. That's a good one, right, Lido? Asshole. So, uh, <laughs> so then after this, you know, I move on to my working years. I uh, did the college thing, but uh, never fucking worked out. But, uh, you know, I just had a bunch of jobs I hated. Same thing. I've, is it me or is it everyone else? I don't fucking know. Maybe it's just me. Just surrounded by assholes. Uh, just retards, and and they played the fucking game where they kiss their boss's ass, and I always it's, it was always the same way. Like, really, dude? Are they really buying all this? Hey, man, how's it going? How's your weekend? How's the family? Oh, fuck you! You know, everyone knows this guy doesn't give one shit about this guy's family. He's just kissing his ass, and then look what happens. It works. They get a promotion. It's like really, really. And just watching all that, you know, watching life unravel like that, like just looking at the dickheads get above because of all the games. And I can never do it. I can never be phony. Never. Never. I can never be phony. I even tried now with this job. This is the job I try to take seriously. Like, all right, I'm going to really try to fucking advance and do something with my life with this job. And then still, I can't get around being phony. And I see everyone else do it and it drives me nuts. Uh, but you know, I, I understand that's what you got to do. I just can never, I can never bring myself to do it. So more frustration from that. just, uh, more anger, just seeing fuckheads. Like really this dude fucking is, is in this job now? He's someone's boss now? Like, oh, fuck. And, uh, uh, but anyways, so, <laughs> uh, I'm just rambling now, but pretty much I want to touch on a few points and, Another thing that happened was I was I started saving like once I got this other job I was like it was 2001 uh, or no it's 2003 I think I was really like all right I'm gonna get my fucking act together I'm gonna start saving money I'm gonna do something and so I had like four grand you know I was working on it I was good I was you know I wasn't going out and doing shit I was focusing on just fucking saving money going to college at that time and then I get into a car accident and it wasn't even my fucking fault some chick ran around the corner. I was two houses off the corner. I was backing out of my driveway. She speeds around the corner at 40-something miles per hour, and she slams into my ass. And the cop says it's my fault because I was backing the traffic. I have to be aware of what's going on. It's like, fuck you, dude. She, Anyways, I know it was her fault. Her car was totaled. And guess what? I didn't have insurance. Because at that time, I was like, you know what? All I'm doing is just driving to work and school. I'm not going anywhere else. And so I'm just not going to have insurance for a while. Save some money. <laughs> and uh, of course, like within a week after I cancel my insurance, I get in that fucking accident. And so I had to pay for all the damages from my own car out of my own pocket. Her, her insurance covered hers. So that sent me back to zero again. So that's fucking just very annoying and, uh, and heartbreaking. And after that, you know, a little while, fucking years later, ah. Uh, I get into uh, my motorcycle accident. Oh, boy. And that's a big one, people. 
that left me in the hospital for a week. If you've heard the episode, I think like 15 or something that I told that story. But, uh, you know, just a rough overview. In the hospital for a week, I don't remember most of it. I was on morphine like crazy. I fucking pretty much died once or twice. Uh, they had to cut me open and uh, my collarbone snapped. I fucking severed the uh, nerves into my left arm. My collarbone once it snapped, it punctured my lung. And so my lungs were collapsing. <laughs> Fun times. And so, uh, yeah, I pretty much like was, I was, like, I was a dead man. But they, they saved my ass. And I, I had pretty, I was paralyzed in my left arm for close to a year. It works now. I'm still not 100%. I'm like at my 65, 70 in my left arm. Maybe. I don't fucking know. And, uh, yeah. That was a rough time. Talk about fucking darkness. Talk about depression. Talk about anger. You ever been paralyzed, Peterson? Huh? You son of a bitch. How about you, Lito? <laughs> yeah, that was hard. That was a hard time. And uh, the years following that, you know, I had to get jobs and lie to them saying I was po- totally perfectly normal. And uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't use my fucking arm. I got some shit job at Macy's just to get back into the workforce, just to get back into the swing of things. Didn't want to take on something too heavy at the time. So, yeah, I worked at Macy's. I worked fucking early mornings, like price changing, all that shit. You know, it was a dumb job, but uh, it was fun because the people I worked with. But uh, no one ever knew I couldn't use my left arm. I totally faked it. And, you know, slowly but surely I got stronger and, uh, you know, the rest is history with that one. But that's a big one. And so while I was like all fucking paralyzed, oops, my wife's pregnant, my girlfriend at the time. So then on top of on top of the uh, depression and hating it life and, uh, you know, thinking, am I ever going to use my arm again? Is it always going to be like this, you know? Now I got an, uh, another human coming to the world that I got I to gotta take care of. So that was a big fucking surprise. Uh, so yeah, I mean, things have worked out since then, but it, it's a, it was a huge setback, big time. So uh, yeah, fuck you guys, all right? I got plenty to be dark about, all right? I don't even know why I had to prove myself to you. I guess if I told you I would, I would tell you the fucking reason why. Because I, I, I really thought about it. Like, well, why Why do I have this rage inside of me? Why is this anger inside of me? Why? Like, they're right. I did have, a, you know, I did have good parents. But it's like, yeah. All, <laughs> all, the, all the shit I just, I just mentioned. That's all. Uh, it all goes into it. <laughs> you happy, asshole? Does that work for you? I can't wait to hear what you say about this. You gonna talk more shit? You probably will. But that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I love you, though, Peterson. You know? You and Lido make the internet fun. Too many uptight people on the internet, and uh, it's it's fun to fuck with you guys. And I know I'm gonna hear something, and uh, actually I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. So uh, give me your worst, you motherfuckers. <laughs> so there's my darkness. Uh, that's about it. What more can I tell you? Hope it didn't sound like I was just bitching and fucking moaning, but I really did think about it, and I wanted to shine light upon it. And now you really you really know me now, people. I just, I just gave you a big fucking uh, the ace up my sleeve. I can't hide from you anymore. That's that. <laughs> All right. You know what? There's more stuff too, but uh, I'm not going to get into it. I've already been talking too much, but there's a few other things that uh, I'm not going to mention that 
also fuel my rage. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, let's, let's close this shit out, shall we? With, I fancy that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's, I fancy that. Fancy, fancy. fancy times. All right, let's get into this. Oh, boy, the first one, you're, you're really going to hate me for this one, guys. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to... Okay, well, first let me set it up. So there's this product that I, <laughs> I've been using. And it's all thanks to my fancy wife because she's in the makeup industry now. And she knows things about a thing or two. And so, uh, well, you know, I would complain to her once in a while, like, fucking, I hate shaving. It always makes me break out. I'm tired of it. And she's like, you know why, don't you? It's like, no. Because you need using that razor and you need to use some antibacterial da, 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 for your face. Your razor is probably dirty and your, your skin's having uh, negative reactions to it. And I was like, fuck, all right, well, what do I do? Use this. And uh, here's the product that I've been using after I shave. And I'm telling you, it fucking works. You know, she's right. Uh, I can't even read it, though. I got to have my buddy come and read. Hey, hey, come over here and read this for me, will you? Are you talking to me, Chance? Yeah. You, are you too busy? I can find the time to help you. All right. Thanks. Come over here. Read. I took a picture of the label real quick. Can you read this real quick? But, James, why do you want me to read this? It would just sound more appropriate coming out of your mouth than mine. James, did you just say coming out of my mouth? Oh, look at you with the jokes. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one, James. You're so childish and immature. All right. All right. Just read the fucking thing, will you? Okay, James. Anything for you. It says, Michael Todd, blue organic, blue green algae antibacterial toner. Highly, highly moisturizing, anti-inflammatory, and antibacterial, all skin types, aids in treatment and prevention of acne. James, why did you want me to read that? <laughs> There's no way I could have read that and, uh, and be taken seriously as a man. But, but, James, what are you implying? Nothing, nothing. So, yeah, it's <laughs> the blue-green algae antibacterial toner you uh you shave and after you're done shaving uh you you get like this little pad <laughs> and you pour some of that shit on it and you and you wipe your face and it kind of smells a little weird but it fucking works look at that who knew I, i'm turning really i'm really turning to a fancy boy Lido's gonna hate me for this maybe Lido uses products you know what fuck you Lido. i know you use products I know you get Manny Petties, so why wouldn't you use an anti-inflammatory? What is it called? Uh, I, I put the phone away. I don't fucking know. But uh, there you go. That's so. Uh, I fancy this uh, product that helps me in my skin be clear. <laughs> and uh, if I'm alone, I give you more than one. So here's the next one. Uh, oh, this is a man. This might be a long one. I'll save this for a different show. I'll skip that one. Um. I'll give you this one though. This show's already going long, so I don't want to. I, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Uh, the next one is, oh boy, I recently bought tickets. That's right, my wife and I to a concert. But James, I thought you swore off concerts. No, what I said was I swore off going to big arena shows. I'm tired of that shit. It's gonna be uh, 
you know, I said I'd go to a, I'd go to a big giant fucking arena if I got excellent seats, and that's just what I fucking did. Go on, James. Exactly. So I I'm going to the Hollywood Bowl. Oh my God! Is is it Paul McCartney, James? No, I did mention Paul McCartney at the bowl, but uh, no. This time it's Nine Inch Nails. But haven't you already seen them a few times? Yeah, I've seen them a couple times. The reason I'm going for sure, and I spent the fucking money. I laid down the money this time, baby dolls. And I got garden box seats. Oh, boy. We're going to show up with our fancy picnic baskets. Picnic baskets. Our fancy bottle of wine. But James, I thought you were sober. I'll get to that on the next show. Oh, cliffhanger. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, Nine Inch Nails featuring Soundgarden. But James, what sound does Soundgarden sing? Uh, they sing, uh, Black Hole Sun, won't you come wash away the rain? Black Hole Sun. You know them. Uh, one Black Hole Sun, Black Hole Sun, won't you come? <laughs> you know the deal. So the reason I, I really want to fucking go to this one is because the last one was supposed to be the redemption tour that I was supposed to go on with my buddy Gasboy, my wife and his wife. And uh, things wound up happening where I could not attend. And we all know what happened the last time we went to Vegas to watch Nine Inch Nails. I had alcohol poisoning. So that's two for two that I've fucked up on Nine Inch Nails. So this is the next one. And I didn't tell my buddy Gasboy. Uh, it wasn't out of spite or anything, but it was kind of like last minute I found out about this and I got the tickets and it's like, well, you know what? Fuck it. This is our other makeup concert. I really went all out for this one, boys and girls. Okay. And uh love the bowl. Been there before. These are great fucking seats. Should be a great time. So, <laughs> so <laughs> these are both opposites. So having a fancy product I can put on my face to keep myself looking pretty and Going to the next uh, Nine Inch Nails at the bowl with garden box seeds. Oh, boy. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. All right. The fuck you moment. This is everyone's favorite thing. First. Oh, man, this is a sad one. I want to say fuck you. It's not to anything or anybody in particular. It's a fuck you to the situation of, not the situation as of like uh, Jersey Shore. I've never seen that show, but I know the name. Not that. The situation I'm referring to is, oh, fucking it. I'm still sad about it. I had this awesome meat market, okay? It was my spot. I found out about it through Gas Boy. His father uh, did like this <laughs> recon where he just looked at like all these different meat markets and tried to find the best one, and he and he stumbled upon this one. And goddamn, was it great tasting fucking carne asada and pollo asada. That's just chicken, if for all you people that don't know. That's just it's like um it's skirt steak from a cow, the carne asada, and the other one is chicken, and it's all marinated and it's fucking delicious. And they did it just right. Everyone I ever bought that meat, everyone that ever tasted it was like, oh my god, where'd you get this from? It was that deal, you know, and I even told my parents about it and my dad fell in love even to the point where he'd give me money like, hey, let's have a barbecue. Go pick up some meat from that place <laughs> or I would just get it and uh, like, oh, that's, uh, I'll go pick up the fucking meat. Oh, you going, you going to that place? Yep. All right. All right. Good. Good. So 
Super Bowl Sunday, I stroll in there, and lo and behold, the place is closed down. Bars in the windows and everything. All the counters are empty. Without warning, the place is closed. It broke my fucking poor little fancy boy heart. And uh, that's it. There's, there's nothing more to say about it. You know, you lose your spot. The spot. A favorite among the community. And it's gone. I don't know what happened. I have no idea. They were good. They were cool people. Great food. I went there quite a few times. And it's just heartbreaking. It's fucked up to see a mom and pop shop go under. Especially one of such high quality and sophistication. But uh, look at that. What can I say? What else can I say about it? Fuck you to that situation. Losing your spot. You know? Whatever it may be. In this case, it was meat. And we all know I love meat. Oh, James. I know. <laughs> uh, okay, next up. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one that just brings frustration to me. Another thing in everyday life that just bothers me to no end. And I have no idea why it gets me so hard, but it does. James, you're staying hard again. I know. I just keep racking them up. And you're enjoying it, aren't you? A little bit. So uh, I went to Starbucks the other day. Uh, it was actually like a few weeks ago. And I went to the drive-thru because I'm fancy like that. I don't like getting out of my vehicle. <laughs> fancy or lazy, you take your pick. And I'm sitting there and there's a little bit of a line. And there's this fucking asshole. My fuck, he goes to this guy. He's sitting outside of Starbucks, right, with his friend. And he's wearing these shades. And he has his coffee. And he's sitting there with his legs fucking crossed. And they're not even talking or looking at each other. They're both like doing their own thing. One guy's looking at his phone. And they're not even... It's like they're not even fucking aware of each other. But this dude, his whole purpose, I know it. He's sitting out there to be recognized and noticed. Because every person that walks in and out of that restaurant... Or uh, sorry, the, the cafe, coffee shop, whatever you want to call it. Every fucking person... He's looking at them, like trying to see if they're looking at him. You know, that kind of dude. Just, <laughs> just look at me. Just trying to get that cool status that I'm sitting in front of a Starbucks. And, uh, you know, I'm sipping on my fucking iced coffee. And it's, it's a nice, beautiful day in California. Look at me. Notice me. I don't know what he was going to get out of it. I don't know what, what possibly would come of it. What, would some girl look at him? Oh, my God, look at you. You look so dreamy with your coffee outside. Of a Starbucks at 3.30 p.m. 3 p.m. I must talk to you. I don't know. I don't know what he was getting, what he was trying to get out of it. But it, it was just screaming desperation. And I just couldn't help but laugh. But also mostly feel angry. And I just watch him like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> so, to close it out. Those dickheads that are just trying to be noticed. Look at me. Look at me. You know, trying to be uh, trendy. And uh, most, but more importantly, losing your spot. You know, what am I going to do now? Huh? Where am I going to go? This is another meat shop that's close by, but it's just not that good. Should I go to, uh, you know who's good? Um, <laughs> it's going to be weird, but I think it's like Northgate Gonzalez or some shit. I actually went there for Super Bowl. And uh, that was like my plan B. Well, it had to be my plan B because the fucking place was surprisingly closed. But I went in there, and the meat was actually pretty goddamn tasty. But, uh, you know, they're not a mom-and-pop deal. 
whatever. Uh, fuck you to the guys trying too hard outside of Starbucks, and fuck you to the situation that you lose your spot that you adore. And uh, you know what? Again, fuck you. Fuck you. All right, that's gonna do it, boys, girls, and most importantly, lady boys. Oh, James, I like when you talk about lady boys. I know you do. It's just your style. You know what? Uh, I think you might be breaking me down because you're not really annoying me that much. I think you were in the beginning of the show. Maybe I'm just getting tired. You're just you're breaking me. Oh, James, I'm not the first guy to break you. Oh, boy. You're just on fire, and I appreciate that. Good for you. Thanks, James. All right, go fuck yourself. All right, thank you for joining me. Thanks for listening to this nonsense. Uh, yeah, hopefully... Hopefully, uh, the darkness is not inside of you like it is in me because I'm just a tortured soul. <laughs> Once again, fuck you to Cherub Peterson, Eric Cherub Peterson, whatever you call yourself these days. And fuck you to Lido. All right, you had to make me go there and summon that darkness inside of me, okay? And, uh, you know, it doesn't really make me feel bad because just like the Hulk said on the Avengers at, uh, when they say, what's the secret, man? <laughs> you know, what's the secret to you? How do you contain your anger? I'm always angry, whatever he said, right? It's like, you know, the same thing. It's like, it's always there. It's always there. And I think I use it in, in positive and in positive. You know, that's what, that's what it is. I use my power for good instead of evil because it can totally consume me, but it won't. And uh, you just got to laugh it off, right? There you go. So in the closing this fucking show out, the thing I always say to you beautiful bastards is, Stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later.